Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is Thursday night, 9 p.m., back-to-back nights for me and Mike on a long, crazy couple weeks for us, but we're back. It's the Mike and Miss show. What's up, Mike? Wow, dude. I'll tell you what. I was just going through the footage of the <laughs> other night at Tom's Watch Bar at the after yeah. party. So not only was BKFC 41 epic and just insane, but this was the best after party ever at Tom's Watch Bar, hosted by Mike and Mish. Chris Camozzi, Beck Rollins was there, Lorenzo Hunt. I mean, I'm telling you, the videos are hilarious. And I uploaded a few short videos that we can show tonight after uh, we get through maybe an interview or two. Maybe we can sprinkle them in, but they are funny. There's so much. There's so much. Yeah, man, it, it was. And... Um... I had some on my phone too. I could probably bring it up as well, but uh, I'd fuck up the vit, the vibe. Oh yeah. No, yeah, I don't you, think so. I actually yeah. thought about this afterwards, and I was like, when we saw you outside, that's Ryan Perez we're talking to here. When we saw you outside the hotel the next day, because we we did miss our flight, had to rebook our flight. We stayed an extra day, but we saw Ryan Perez outside, and I thought in my head like. God damn it. He should have been at that party last night. He would have had a blast. We had way too good of a time. I'm telling you, it was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, you wouldn't have fucked up any vibes. I don't know. I don't know who you would have you would have fucking fucked up the vibes with. Everybody there likes you. So we would have lifted you up. Yeah. 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 You're not the dickhead that you think you are. Yeah. (laughs) You're not a dickhead amongst dickheads. You're not a dickhead amongst (laughs) cocksuckers. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're, we're gonna have Ty Emery on tonight. She's she wants to pop on, um, let us know what's up with her and um, what she has planned for the uh, sometime near future here. Then we're gonna talk to the other half of the uh, main event from BKFC 42. We talked to Tony Loco Soto last night. We're gonna talk to El Tornado himself, Tyler Good John tonight, and then we're gonna round out the show with the big man who dropped 190 punches on Josh Copeland the other day. Clinch, clinch work extraordinaire. Um, the big Ben Rothwell will be on. He's looking good with that black eye too. He's healing up nicely. I've been seeing him on some other interviews. I can't wait to talk to Ben. He's a great guy. Before we do that, let's listen to some uh, Rhode Island accent, huh? What do you hear? What do you say? Norcom Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include. No money down. No first time home buyer requirement. 100% cash out refinances. Rehab loans. They can help you purchase a home, purchase a condo, refinance an existing mortgage, create a dream home with rehab loan. To learn more, visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 860-884-2103. You heard it here, folks. Call Michael Mish, and uh, he will make all your home owner dreams come true. 860-884-2103. Call Mike. Let him help you out. Uh, Norcom Mortgage, thank you for supporting the show. Bare Knuckle Corn Snacks, you guys are awesome. They have several different flavors, all delicious. Uh, Bags on bags on bags. If anybody wants some. 
hit me up and maybe I can send you some samples. And then if you buy, if you get some samples from me, you better go fucking buy some afterwards. God damn it. And BK bet shark. The guy has been raking in the cash, betting on bare knuckle fights. Go follow him at BK bet shark. And you will be thanking us later. That guy is on a run, Mike. He's on a run. Yeah, he sure is. He won $7,000 this past weekend. <laughs> yeah, he's on a run. So uh, we're waiting on Ty Emery right now. Um, we could talk a little more about this this uh, insane evening or maybe even show a video or two right now if you want, Mike. Yeah, let, let's uh, let's let's roll a couple of videos here from the other night. I have a few or uh, four short videos and I, there's more where this came from. I'm going to. I haven't had a lot of time because I've been trying to put out all the fighter interviews first because those are the most important, right? We got to get the fighters out. Yeah, hold on one second. Is is uh, absent-minded or Falcon 09 yeah. in here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our boys. They may be seen in some of these videos right here, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. They're they're in a video and it's so funny. <laughs> but let's start off with Elvin Brito excited about something. I'm not trying to show off or anything, but. Back while inside my titty. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> His laugh is Dude. so funny. <laughs> He's always laughing. You can be in a loaded restaurant. Like there could be so many people there in that place, and you'd be across the room and you hear that laugh, and you know, like, oh, Elvin's over there. I can hear him. He's infectious laughter. Always smiling, always laughing. That fucking dude has a has a good time everywhere he goes, and that shit was hilarious, man. Yeah, not dude. trying to brag, but background sign my titty. Not bragging, <laughs> not bragging. So we'll yeah. move on, and uh, we got a couple of people that are both fighters, but from different organizations, and uh, I caught them speaking to each other here, so let's uh, let's roll this footage. Uh, what did you think of the fight? No, it was fucking dope, man. It's like the first time I should to a live biblical basketball event, and it definitely delivers. With the Eddie Alvarez fight versus Chad Mendez, I was like one of the most technical biblical basketball matches I've ever seen in my life, dude. Like, it, it definitely delivered a, a, a buzz, for yeah, sure. absolutely, dude. It, it's always a tremendous show. Like, BKSC's amazing, man. Right. Bleed black and yellow. Yeah, dude, you guys are top for sure. Appreciate it. <laughs> Nice to meet you. Good to meet you, Robin. Take care. Would you ever do Bear Not in the near future, dude. Yes. You guys are tough. You guys are holding up a level of toughness there. <laughs> so Neil Magny says, no, I will not do Bear Knuckle, but he does love it. But the woman walking by said yes. that he is going to do it. So I don't know. Who do we believe? You know what? He said not in the near future. He not in the near no. future. He said not in the near future. That girl goes, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can see in that, you can hear the music, you can see the people walking by, the woman just happens to come in and just talk just randomly. You look in the background, there's tons of people having a blast. That's how it was all night long. It was wild, it was crazy, it was fun. Probably one of the most memorable nights. So uh, here's a little uh, shout out by uh, Beck Rawlings here. Hey, we're at Tom's Watch Bar. If you're not here, you fucking should be. See, Beck knows you have to be there. It's, that's how good. That's how if good it was. If you're not here, you fucking should be. Yeah, it, it's um, that's a that's a hell of a place, dude. I gotta tell you, I don't you know, know. I don't know if I've been to too many bars like Tom's Watch Bar. When you go upstairs, guys, there's like the virtual golf. Uh, there's like virtual yeah, top, top golf. golf. 
Yeah, I was trying to find a video to send to you, Mike, because um... I have some stuff. So basically, there's indoor top golf, basically a virtual golfing, you know, game couches and everything. But you can also play like a football game, which uh, I have footage of Beck Rawlings and her people, Jessica Penne and them. They're trying to golf. They're trying to play American football. You know, it's pretty funny, actually. Um, but here's the last video. And this is, <laughs> they say save the best for last. This is the last video for tonight from this party. But it's very funny. We might even have to play it twice. Here we go. Hey, what you think about the fight tonight? Oh, Second my awesome. God. Second level. I'll hey. let you know. Hey, hey wait. Let's what the fuck was that shit? Denver was fucking lit, boy. Our oh county God. boys came up to DKMC show up to Denver. Every what day, the fuck? all day, every day. Hey, Cali. The Cali boys Yo. are in town. Hey. Let's go. Hey, shout Let's out. Go. Shout out to BKFC. Shout out to Mike and Mish. Shout out to Tom's. Let's shout go. out. Let's go, boy. Every day. Dude, those guys are the fucking best. When he says, shout out, let's go, boy. I love it. Let's go, boy. Okay, so if anybody's wondering who those awesome guys are, that is Falcon on the left and absent-minded on the right. And those, and I, they might have been absent-minded at that moment. <laughs> it was fucking fantastic. Man. Look at those guys. They were having a blast. That's the minute we walked in and everybody was having a great time. And uh, I don't know if that's a Canadian phrase. Maybe Joe Ivy can help us. But second level. Never heard that before, but I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Smith says second level. That, yep. mean, that means they went from level one to level two. That's maybe? how good it was. How many second levels are there? Because level. if we're only reaching the second level now, then fucking we maybe will second never. second level is the top level. We will never achieve the glow if we're just now <laughs> reaching the second level dude they went from the basement to the second level kyle oh okay oh okay yeah I think that's what, you know hey check this check this comment out from tony loco soto our boy tony in the comments says Kai, <laughs> kai's mustache needs to go looks like a young jeffrey Dahmer. i gotta tell you he ain't wrong you ain't wrong he ain't wrong i know joe ivy says i never heard of it yeah so second level um, second level God, that shit was so funny. Oh my god. We gotta do it again, man. I'm telling you. I want I want I want Falcon and Absent Minded to be at every show. If you guys want to win some tickets to BKFC 42, we're just gonna give them to you and you get your asses <laughs> to South Carolina. Better make it over there. Better drive. Better start, start driving, driving now. now. Yeah, it's a you got a few days ahead of you. A cross long country. Haul. Cross yeah, country man. tour. What a time. What a time. I got about 50 other videos from that night, including about a thousand pictures. And then there's phone videos, there's phone pictures, man. I'm telling you, that place was unbelievable. I wish you could all be there, and one day you all will be. Got to get Joe Ivy out of New Finland, Newfoundland, New Finland, however you say it. She's gonna be. Is upset. that where she's at? New Finland. Yeah, we knew this. Remember, she corrected us on how we say it, and we say it wrong. So I said New, it two different ways. So I Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Never been to the Carolinas, but I'm down. So let's fucking go, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. All no right, D? Well, What's with the D? There's no D? Unbelievable. unbelievable. How are we ever supposed to learn English if nothing makes sense? You ever see, uh, that, you ever see that video of the dude on, uh, on Instagram where he's like got the chalkboard and he's talking to himself? He's like, this is, uh, it's like fear. No, bear. B-E-A-R. Bear. T. T-E-A-R. What would that be? The guy goes, 
uh or no he, he does like he, he, he i don't know i just fucked that all up oh, it's like bear tear it's like words there uh goose if it's goose and geese then moose would obviously be the guy's like Meese. Meese? he's like no it's moose it's, it's just moose, moose. Buddy. <laughs> it's like uh yeah man i i'll find that shit and fucking yeah epic fail thanks dude Hey, um, I have a question. Are we being stood up here? I don't. I don't know. She. It, the funny thing is, um, she's in Thailand, so she's fifteen hours or twelve, whatever, twelve hours ahead of yeah, us, or eleven. Right? And I talked to her at eight thirty this morning, and she said, "Um, I'll be in the gym. Count me in, mate." Yeah, so wrote, second level. Second Se- level. Yeah, this morning when she said that, we were second level. Right we now, were we're going down the stairs. We're down to first level. <sighs> Yeah, man. Um, we got to find. I can't wait to talk to. We're going to talk to her, and I want to ask her some questions because I was I rewatched her fight against Poe Denman, and I don't understand how she lost that fight. I don't know if you guys all watched that. It was on BKFC Thailand Four, I think, and um, she she easily won three out of four. Like I thought, pretty. I mean, three out of five, pretty clearly. The other two were very close. But in those very close rounds, um, one of them, Denman, I think, pretty much won. But Ty outstruck her in the other one. Ty outstruck Poe po Denman in four out of five rounds and outstruck her by, like, almost 55 fucking strikes over Jeez. the entire fight. I just – sometimes I just don't understand what, what – um, what judges are looking at and you want to talk about judging. So guys, Courtney, Courtney Cameron versus uh, a a young new girl. Let's talk about that new girl too. Gabrielle, Gabrielle Roman. Roman. Gabrielle Roman was signed by Jules to fight for the women's division. This is actually pretty cool. So she's, so Jules is now the, I don't know, the scout, the recruiter or whatever. She's going to try to build the women's division for the BKFC Try to get more women in there because Misfits just running through all of them. And obviously she's going to run that back with Beck. But other than Beck, I don't really know who she fights next. Jules is on a mission. She's going to find more people. So she finds this girl, this girl out of New Jersey. Her name is Gabrielle Roman. This girl is like, you know, she's got this story where like she is single, you know, single mother with a son living in a homeless shelter. And, uh, Fucking Jules gave her an opportunity, signed her to a one fight contract. She came to, they flew her to Denver. They put her in a hotel. She felt like a princess for a weekend living in a, in a fucking hotel. She said, um, uh, okay. She was at the Belfast trials, but the girl was like, so grateful to be there. And like, like we talked to her briefly and she said that, you know, I will not fucking fail tonight. I have to, I have to do this. And she went out there. And uh, two kids, she has. She went out there and um, went to war with Courtney Cameron. Five rounds. Courtney Cameron was significantly bigger than her, I thought. It was a great fight between the two. I personally thought Courtney won. I don't know what everybody, but I did not watch it back. I was watching it from, you know, the floor. And sometimes when you watch the fights from the floor, you don't get the best angles and you don't see all the shit that you guys see on the TV screen. So that's why a lot of the times when, when Mike and I are at these events, you find us like turned around staring at the big screen because that honest to God, you get way, it's more exciting to see it live right in front of your face, but you miss a lot of shit 
watching it live and i thought that she won i'm gonna have to uh watch it back on the app now that all the fights are on the app did you what did you think mike when courtney cameron fought gabriel gabriel roman uh i thought that courtney won the fight i okay. i know it was a draw it ended up being a draw there was they both got a knock, a knockdown, which was crazy because at the end she ended up getting a knockdown. Roman, that was crazy, and I feel like right there that like built that that respect, and uh, I think it I think it made everyone happy and actually like not even like happy for her, you know, that she because she comes in there she's alone basically. She does yeah. this in her first fight, and she was I thought losing most of the fight got knocked yeah. down already and then she comes back and gets a knockdown at the end and started turning up she started turning it up oh dude she turned so, like she showed some fucking tenacity to not to not you know stay down she she did she came back in the later rounds and really made it an even fight uh i personally thought that courtney won but either way she won everybody over that's for sure she won everybody over she got the draw <laughs> And against a very tough Courtney Cameron, and I think that she's going to get a deal. You know, I think that Jules will, or BKFC will probably work a deal for her to come back. I wouldn't imagine that that was a one-and-done type thing for Gabrielle Roman. No, I think she's going to be back after that. You know, if maybe if she got beat up the whole fight, she might be back later on, but I think they're they're definitely looking to bring her back after that, especially for she didn't give up. You know, she wasn't doing well. She didn't give up. She got that knockdown at the end. She was coming back. She got the draw. So she's yeah. got to come back, right? You know, there were some fights on there. Like I, I we we love Jay Jackson. He's he's a great guy. We we spent a lot of time with him and stuff. And um, and he just looked amazing down in Virginia at 185 pounds. And I was surprised to see him on this card fighting at 175 against Marcus Edwards. And and uh, Mike and I didn't know so much too much about Marcus Edwards, to be honest with you. And like we go to the um, we go to the press conference and I want to say, was it after the weigh ins that I said this, Mike? And like when I said in the car, I was looking at footage of Marcus Edwards. Oh, yes. Was it after no. the weigh ins or was it after the press conference that I said this after the press conference? Right, so we hadn't even gotten to the weigh-ins yet, and yeah. J- Jay has just come off just come off a really great performance in Virginia, looking stout as hell at 185 pounds, and I'm like, man, he just fought a couple weeks ago. Now here he is in Denver at elevation, fighting a weight class down against a guy we don't know. I'm gonna look up this guy. I'm I'm a little uh. I'm a little not like he- I'm a little hesitant for for Jay right now. I don't know. I think this is too close. You know, I obviously paychecks are nice, and you would just yeah. want to jump right back in there. But losing the weight, yo, he traveling, had to, he, had, he had to cut. He had to travel. He's a, a mile high, and uh, I fucking start watching video footage of Marcus Edwards, and I'm like, yo, Jay, I, uh, Mike's driving, and I go, dude, Jay's in, Jay might be in trouble tomorrow, and he's like, really? I go. Yeah, this dude's a bad motherfucker. This bad's a guy's a bad boy. Yeah, and um, he and he trains with Kamozi and Copeland and Gertz. Uh, that's a solid team right there. He, he the guy trains at elevation. Um, yep. It's like it was a recipe. It was it was he's got heavy hands. It was a yep. recipe for disaster for Jay and I. 
And, and I, with that and, cut and that travel and that short amount of time between fights and not really knowing his opponent too, too well for too long. And that guy being an elevation and having this team, like I, it was, it was almost like all the ducks were in a row for him to have a bad night when you were hoping, like, obviously we're not rooting, we don't really root, root against anyone, but we just know Jay for so long. And we were just with him in Virginia when he won and did so well, we we're at the airport with him for hours, yeah. you know, just talking with him before the flight. And, you know, and then you see him a few weeks later and he's like, Hey, now I'm on this card. And I'm, and it was like, Oh man, that was pretty fast. Right. And now you're fighting at a lower weight and he won't admit it. Cause I talked to him afterwards and I said, Hey man, I walked up to him, you know, I put my arm around his shoulder and I give him a little pat and I, and he looks at me and I was like, man. And we just looked at each other for two seconds. And I went, I don't know what to say. And he looked at, and he looked at me and he went, me neither. He's like, I get it. I get it. He's like, I understand. Like, yeah. you just don't know what to say to somebody after they've trained so hard and they've gone out there and they've lost a fight and they, they feel down. You don't know. You can't say anything to make them really feel better. You just kind of just they know that you feel for them. So I was yeah. like, hey, man, I was like, can I ask you a question? I was like, you think that taking this fight on such short notice and having to lose that weight and do this traveling and come up here to Denver was kind of a hard task you know it's a it was a a tall hill you know so he he's like no nah, i don't you know uh, you, it, it, he didn't want to admit that all those factors definitely played into it and he didn't want to blame it on that though he's like i lost you know whatever so he wouldn't take it yeah he wouldn't take that bait but you could tell that it wasn't it wasn't easy for him for sure yeah, man, it was uh, it was a tough loss for him. I felt bad for him, but like I think we all saw the writing on the wall. I I, I totally saw the writing on the wall. I, I was I was nervous for him after after just checking the dude out for a minute and finding out who he trains with and yeah. and what is what is MMA. He has like a fifteen and five MMA record. He's a he's a fucking bad dude that trains with bad motherfuckers, dude. And um, he's like corn pop. Corn Pop was a bad corn dude. Ba- corn Pop was a, a bad, bad boys. <laughs> okay, it's cut from the same cloth, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. that's right. Sleep, from the same field. Sleep, sleepy that, Joe that, will probably yep, knows the him. Corn, dude. Corn Pop. Bare knuckle. Maybe his nickname is Marcus Bare Knuckle Corn Pop uh, <laughs> Edwards. Maybe. Yeah. Corn nah, Pop was bad a bad intention. dude. He ran with a bunch of bad boys. Bad boys. Yeah, man. Um, another another fight that we we didn't talk about last night that it was a nice bounce back win was Brandon Gertz, man. And and talk about Marcus Edwards and Camozzi and Copeland. Gertz was the other teammate. They almost went four for four that night. They yep. went three and one as a team. Yep. Um, Gertz, you know, unfortunately lost to Jake Lindsay with a really really bad cut last time we were in Denver, and uh, he got himself. A, a nice bounce back fight against a very tough uh, Christian Torres, who I, I feel like Christian Torres has fought like six times in the last 13 months. I, I might be wrong, but he, he's always fighting Christian Torres, dude, right? I, doesn't he always fighting? I feel like he's always damn like he's always on the freaking We're always card. at his fights. That's why, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to look it up right, right quick. Cause I feel like he has to have fought like six times in the last year. Right. Uh, I mean, he, so we saw him fight in 2021, I think it was November and Belfast was his first fight. You interviewed him after the fight. He fought again at the other New York card, right? He fought the last time in Denver. Um, he's, he's fought maybe four times or five times. 
Yeah, he's dude. This guy, he's always fighting. Either way, either way, he's dude. He's he was a an tough Albuquerque, night out right? for. Yeah, he's he was a an tough Albuquerque. Night out. Never no, says no. He, no. Might have, he might have fought six times because he fought in Albuquerque twice, Denver twice, and New York twice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That is that is it. Yep. He fought in New York <laughs> twice. Then he fought in. He fought Hester. He fought in Denver. He fought Knucklemania, and he fought in Colorado. Yep. This Denver. I said Denver and then Colorado. But yeah, he fought both times on both cards. He fought on the Doolittle Richmond card, which he looked fantastic. That's when he had like a research. Like he fought the first couple of fights, right? Or first few fights. And when he came out in that Doolittle uh, Richmond card, he was ripped, man. You could tell from the last time that he fought to this time that he fucking he went and trained and did and and was he was going nuts. And then he went and he fought in that fight and it was a good fight and he won. Man, he was super happy. And uh, I saw he was down in the dumps earlier. I saw his post that he put out. And uh, I, like I said with Jay, like you just don't know what to say. And so I was just like, dude, you know, you have nothing to be ashamed about. You go out there and you put your heart on the line and you fucking fight your ass off every time. You get back get back in the to the drawing board and, and, and get back out there and do what you do best. He'll be back and he'll be better than ever, you know? He, he's, fought, he's fought five times since last March. So in yeah. 14 months, he's fought five times. That's pretty badass. Now, uh, I don't know what happened to Ty. She hasn't wrote back yet, but our next guest, is, our second guest is here. And um, he's ready to come our on. Our second guest is our first guest. So why guest. don't we just, our second guest is now our first guest. And he is on time and ready to rock. He's the other half of the main event. We talked to his opponent, Tony Soto, last night. He's going to be taking on Tony on uh, May 12th down in Greenville, South Carolina. And this guy always brings it and always puts on a bloody war. And that's why he's a fan favorite. Everybody loves El Tornado. Tyler Goodjohn. Hey. What's happening, guys? What's up? There what's up, he what's is. Up? How you doing, buddy? Let me I'm get you over here. Let me make you big. Thank you. How are you two? Doing great. This last oh, weekend you know. was insane. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was very good. <laughs> we're always good, man. We're always good. Yeah, like like Mike said, we're coming off that Denver trip. Uh, I feel like we're still coming down from the high that we were on. Yeah, coming, coming mile high. Denver. It's a long time to come mile. down when you're high a mile. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're back. We're back to business now, and we're 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 ready to hype the next event, which happens to be headlined by yourself here. Um. You're taking on Tony Soto, and like we, like I said on the intro here, you never, you never disappoint. You always go out there, win, lose, or draw. You're, you're in there for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about your opponent. What, what's your thoughts on your opponent, Tony Soto, heading in here? It's a great fight, you know. It's, a, it's an interesting fight. Obviously, Tony, you know, he's unbeaten, but he hasn't been tested. You know, he hasn't fought anyone of my caliber yet um so yeah it's an interesting fight because you know it's obviously a, a really big fight for him to prove himself and it's a big fight for me to get back into title contention um so yeah you know it's, it's almost a bit of a crossroads fight for both of us um and we'll see what he's made of and you're down there in florida you're you're training with the champ the champ champ as yep. always um 
I mean, I know that you you love it down there in Florida, but uh, you know, how are things right now coming coming back to coming back to Florida and settling down and cleaning some things up in your life and getting your mind right? Um, what's it like down there right now? Honestly, you know, I'm you know, it's almost a bit of a cliche to say, oh, it's been you know the best camp ever, but it really has been a great camp. Um, you know, obviously, I had I had a few issues earlier on in the year. Um, you know, I fixed myself, come back double um, determined, you know, to put things right. And, you know, I have, you know, I've had like 12, 14 weeks of just absolutely getting my head down and, and training super hard, living the life, you know, sacrificing ev- uh, everything, you know, when I'm not training, I'm resting, getting ready for my next session. You know, it it's been... You know, it, it hasn't always been glamorous, you know. Um, being a fire isn't always glamorous. Like, it, it's, it's literally just been resting, getting ready for the next session, going ham in the next session, making sure you have a good night's sleep, ready to get up and do it all again the next day. And, you know, we're now a week away from the fight and I can hand on heart say, look, you know, I couldn't have done any more in this camp. So, yeah, I'm really happy. You know, one of our viewers here is saying, shouldn't you be in a bathtub? That's what she's saying. <laughs> do you remember the first time you were ever on this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, the I first do. time you were ever on this show, you were sitting in a tub <laughs> in Vegas, man. That, that was a different Tyler, you know, different Tyler, different time. That um, was, we uh, had your rock star, yeah. <laughs> rock star, Tyler. Yeah, you were living that rock star life. Mm-hmm. You were living that rock star life at that time during like the fucking heart of COVID too. Yeah. And it was a yep. wild, it was that a was wild like time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this, man. Last night we had your opponent on Tony Soto was on here and he told us something that kind of shocked us a, a week and a half or a week out from the fight. Um, he said that you have not signed a contract. Is that true? Have you signed a contract? Is the fight, official or are we still waiting signed the contract well i've signed it do you know what tony talks absolute shit mate he talks shit the geezers online saying ah this and that trying to talk shit about me then he's sliding in in my dms asking what fucking flavor ice cream i want tony mate you talk shit shut up so you signed the contract and and there's no discrepancy i don't like it's ridiculous. I've got my flights, my hotel, everything sorted. So why, mate? The geezer talks absolute shit. What the <laughs> fuck has it got to do with you, Tony? You mug. We were I, nervous though, because you know I was very. I was actually nervous about this because Tony had two fights in a row where his his uh, scheduled opponent, for one reason or another, fell out. Right. It was just bad luck the last two times. And then he said this on the show last night, which really got, I was like, don't tell me this is going to happen three times in a row for you, dude. That's well, I'll just say, I was the one that made this fight. I messaged Nate Shook and said, look, what about the Tony Soto fight? I was the one that made this fight. So Tony... So there was a line there that was so good, right? It was going to go viral. And it's just paused, and now it's just going into the ether. Tyler, Tyler, you're frozen. No, hey, okay, hey, you, we didn't hear you, anything you said just now. You froze. Can you hear us? I think uh, he might have to back out and come back in. Back out, come back in. 
Yeah, yeah he's here we go. Yeah, he's coming. That's the it. international uh, sign language, right? So everybody knows sign language. It doesn't matter what you speak, but if you go like this and you go like that, that means so sign out and sign back in. See out in. I you wish know, I knew what he said. Yeah, I oh wish I knew what he God. said too. You know what? what? The hell did he say? It's 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 interesting that um what that that Tony's saying there's no all right. So here he comes. Here he comes back. We're gonna that's interesting to me. I, I'm glad to hear that he that they do have a, a contract fight. I, I mean, I was nervous last night. Tony, hey Tyler, you're back. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah, no, I'll repeat myself, I <clears throat> I um I was one that contacted uh, contacted Nate Shook about this fight. Um, so I, I don't know what Tony thinks he is. Um, that like people are scared to fucking fight him or something stupid like that. But he needs to shut the fuck up and concentrate on next Friday. I, you know what? Like he got us fired up. Now you're getting us even more fired up here. <laughs> we know what kind of fighter you are. We know that you have only fought the best i mean you went in i mean felony bennett has been been there and done that with everybody so he's a tough night but let me tell you something about the felony bennett fight that like you know just to you know people know that i'm tough in my last couple of um fights but the felony bennett fight i come over on my own in the middle of the pandemic had to quarantine in different countries to get there not only that i come off covid by four days and then I come over to Mississippi, like I say, by myself, got in the ring after four days. <laughs> you had you had no no coach, you had no team, no coach, right? No uh, that was the one right. that misfit in uh, Lorenzo yeah. cornered you, right? I was I was seriously ill leading up to that fight. BKC, you know it, and everything else. So, you know, I I done I done what a champion does, and <laughs> I, I still got in there, and I, I still put on a show, had my hands down, trying to make a show for everyone. So. You know, people can say what they want about that fight, but um, they were very lucky that, well, I even made it to that fight, really. No, that's that's fucking awesome. Didn't, that didn't did. Hunt for Rhea corner you? That, yeah. that like Yeah, I had crazy. Christine. Christine, because I was in Vegas at the time. I mean, Christine, she, she's my homie for real. Like, she, you know, we're, we're mega friends. Um, and, yeah, she'd come over to Mississippi with me. Um, was in my corner, so yeah. And she knows she knows what we went through to get to that fight. She knows for real what we went through. Listen, so. hey, you know, I, I'm going to say something right now, and I hope it doesn't ruin her persona. She's she is like the baddest woman on the planet, but she's also a fucking sweetheart. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say it, and like maybe that's gonna that's gonna tear down her bad girl persona. But everybody, Christine's fucking really really cool and a nice person she does not she 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 is like she does not disappoint unless you're on her bad side right (laughs) right unless you're unless you're about to fight her and then and then she's a fucking the meanest person on the planet but honest to god she's like cool as fuck yeah i gotta say tyler all right listen the other night right she walks out and this person that walks out right next to her conor mcgregor could he not walk out at the best time in BKFC to see such a dominant women's champion in the sport, he got there just in time to see her and Beck put on a show. And I felt like that was such an opportune time for him to come out and see that. Because after that, yeah. no offense to the other guys. Now, Perry has been fighting. And yes, Chad fought once before. But the thing is, is that for him to actually see a homegrown fighter fight there 
was super important, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, Christine's one of the day ones, isn't she? I mean, Beck was as well. Um, so it was a great fight for, yep. yeah, like you say, for Connor to come and, and, and see the first fight at the event. Um, yeah, man, it's pretty cool. It's pretty damn cool. It, it, it was... Um... It was a real turning point for the company that you fight for right now. Like these guys and, uh, and, and Feldman talked about it, like pushing all the chips in on this event. It could have gone very, it could have gone very, very bad for the company. (laughs) Like, you know, all in on this one, it could have gone bad, but it absolutely did not. And I, I swear now this whole week, the whole combat sports world has been talking about yep the BKFC. And I really feel like that was a major, major turning point for this. And and how cool was it? Like your event is being previewed on the biggest event in the history of the fucking yeah. sport. And now, awesome. yeah. And now after something like that, there's probably fucking 5 million more people interested in the, in the, in the sport now that are going to tune into the next one. And just who happens to be uh, headlining that shit, you and Tony, that's fucking awesome yeah. for you guys. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, that's exactly what I said to um, to the people here. You know, obviously they're advertising my fight on the biggest event, and then yeah, you know, you got like a little two week gap before mine. So, you know, everyone's looking forward to the next bare knuckle event, and yeah, man, I want to put a show on. Unbelievable! And now uh, you're—I mean, is he your coach, your manager, or just teammate? What is Luis Palomino to you? Is he your mentor? Like, what what would yeah. you consider him? Yeah, he's my mentor. You know, he's um, I've got all the respect in the world for for Lewis. He's um, yeah, man, he's he's really helped me. You know, not just not just train with the training. He's helped me in life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's um, you know, he's a, a wealth so, of experience. You know, he's he's um, yeah, I, I well, I owe a lot to him. You know, he, he's the reason why I'm here. Basically, you know, me fighting him that couple of years ago, but um. You know, just even yesterday, like obviously, you know, Eric Castanos is my is my trainer, but having you know Palomino there and just sharing his experience and giving me a little bits of advice in my last bar and and stuff like that, you know, it's um, yeah, you know, it's it's a blessing. Do you know what I mean to have the pound for pound champ in in my corner? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even imagine like what that does for a uh, an up and coming fighter to go in and fight a guy like him right like before that you guys were not friends before you fought you went in there you went to war with him you won his respect from him he won his respect from him so much that he invited you to come train with him and now he's helping manage your career and it's pretty cool is he i would expect he's going to be there in south carolina with you or is he going to be there yeah he's going to be there um yeah you know yeah like say you know (laughs) what We went to war. Um, it's a great story. It's a great story for just like humanity in general. Do you know what I mean? We went to war and, and now we're brothers. Do you know what I mean? We're we're on this journey together. He wants nothing but the best for me. Um, yeah, man, it's a great story. That's kind of, isn't that kind it's, of like, like, I think I had one and Mike probably, I think everybody has that one guy in like in your high school that you end up getting into a fist fight with. You guys beat the shit out of each other, and then afterwards, you're fucking cool as hell, and you guys yeah. hang out all the time. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think everybody's got one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. just so wild that if you were to win that fight, your life would be totally different right now. 
Yeah, it it's would just be. The, the turn of events. <laughs> like it's if you would have won, then you probably would have went your own way. Maybe you guys would have rematched in the future, mm. but you lost in what would probably be an unfortunate event turned into such like a great turning point in your life. And like, as it seems anyways, by what you tell us and your life is totally different. Now you live in Miami, you got a new best friend, somebody who's a mentor. It's just, it's, it's amazing. That's, it's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. It's, um, it's the Apollo Rocky story, isn't it? But yeah, five, that's what it is. yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. But you only fought once. You guys would have had to fight a second time, and you would have had to beat him. Either, <laughs> either way, it was sort of a rocky story. Um, you, now, now Tony's four and zero right now. He's um, he's looked better each time he's gone out. Which everybody in the BK, everybody in bare knuckle learns from fight to fight, right? You don't, you don't go in there, fight exactly the same every time, every single time you go out. If you do, you're a fucking idiot. Like everywhere, everybody's got to learn a little something from every time you go out there. And Tony has been. Have you been impressed? Has you, you and your coaches been impressed by what you've seen out of Tony Loco Soto heading into this fight? I mean, you know, it's. It's, it's a tough one to say because you know obviously he has looked good you know i can't i can't sit here and say he hasn't looked good in the, in his performances but who's he fighting do you know what i mean you, you can't be fighting debutants um and and that's that's the top and bottom of it you know i could have a really pretty record too um if i chose to fight debutants every time i fight and people with losing records but i don't i i step up and i want to fight the pound for pound champ i want to fight a guy who's seven and no you know and and that's and you know that's it <laughs> basically so we, we're not really going to find out what it's all about until next friday that's his chance to step up and show people what what he really what he's really made of you know the minute for me he's just a clout chaser he just, you know, he's one of these social media people who wants to act a clown on social media and go in there against debutants. You're in for a big, big fight come Friday. You're in with a fucking veteran, mate. So we're going to see what you're really made of. Oh, man. One week. One, one week, week. We're one week away. out. Well, we're one week out from the uh, from the weigh-ins, eight days out from the scrap. Yeah. I cannot wait. Last time we were in South Carolina, it was in Myrtle Beach. And I got to tell you, if the if the crowd is anything like it was in Myrtle Beach, you're out, you're in for a treat. Because we didn't know, like, heading to Myrtle Beach, we were like, uh, Myrtle Beach is kind of like, like a, you know, like a retirement area. People go, they retire, they go down there to fucking golf for the rest of their life. So uh, <laughs> how many people are actually, like, fight fans in this area? They... There was 3,300 people in this place that that they had it in, and they were they were fucking crazy the entire yep. night. So I would expect it to be. They had to uh, add seats twice. Yeah, they, they sold they had, out and added seats twice. They, yeah, they sold out. Opened up 500 more tickets. Sold out again. Opened up 500 more tickets. Sold out again, and then yeah. sold 200 more the day of the event yeah, just to like crazy. pack them in there. It was nuts. Uh, we're really looking forward to this, Tyler. You you like we said. Um, you always you always bring it. You've you you fought fucking James Lilly and Luis Palomino, and you come from BKB where you fought killers over there. So, looking forward to you giving Tony his hardest test so far in the BKFC. We'll see where you guys go from there. Whoever wins, it's very interesting what happens with either one of you guys. Um, right now, you both sit outside the top five. Um, a win for both either one of you 
is going to put you fucking very well into the conversation of that top five. Your uh, training partner and, and friend is the champion in that division. Uh, it, it's the, the future is interesting with you guys for sure. So we're really looking forward to this. I think and he might have froze. <clears throat> I think he, he might have froze there towards the end of that. Oh, here he is. There yeah. he is. He's back. Hey, basically, he was just saying, like, you guys, whoever wins this fight, you guys are probably going to end up in the top five and, and, and closer to title contention, title talks, and you're, you're, you're right up there. I mean, things are getting interesting in, in that division. So, but uh, I think we're about to move on to the old speed round. Yeah, we only got three three quick questions for you, Tyler. Here we go. You are covered in ink, top to bottom, pretty much. Uh, tell us, tell us, which one was the first tattoo you ever got? My first tattoo that I ever got was this one that's on my stomach, the nineteen ninety one. Um, it was when I was fourteen years old by a friend whose dad had a tattoo kit, and he absolutely butchered me. Um, <laughs> it done about four times to try and make it look good. And I mean, it, it looks. It looks better now, but um, yeah, I was absolutely butchered. That was were, were your parents away aware that your friend's dad was tattooing your fourteen year old stomach? <laughs> uh, so it, it, it was my friend. It was my friend from school. His dad owned a tattoo kit, but it was my friend who. Oh, done he, your friend uh, used yeah, his so tattoo he kit. Wasn't oh. even a tattoo, he wasn't even a tattoo eye, so. You can imagine, Jesus. you can imagine how much he fucked me up. But um, yeah, just I just wanted to be able to go into PE at school and be like, "Yeah, I got tattoos. Yeah, you know, it's you, you would I got my first that one shit off in school. I got my, sure. I got my first one at 16 years old, Tyler. When I uh, when I got it on my back, I wore a shirt in front of my parents for like six months because I was afraid what they were gonna fucking say. I never like was shirtless in front of them for a solid six months. And then they started noticing that like we have a swimming pool and I wasn't going in the pool and shit like that. And, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, with fuck you? It. you know what? Fuck it. And I took it off and they yeah. didn't really, and hey. I, surprisingly, they didn't give a shit. Check know? it out. Right. My wife has tattoos and she still tries to hide them from her fucking dad. <laughs> He's like old school Italian guy. And he, he saw a tattoo on her, like on her neck, her hair's covering it. She put her hair up one time and she he didn't even know it was there. And he's like looking at her and she's walking back and I see him staring at her. And she looks, she's like, what? And he goes, what do you think? You're cute. <laughs> and he just gives her that ice grill. You know what I'm saying? What do you think? You're cute. Oh, that shit's oh, I can see man. him saying that shit. She's a, a, you know, 38 year, 30 year old woman with two kids. And he's still, uh, what are you doing getting a tattoo? You know, so. All right, second one. Here we go. Oh, what is the number one thing you miss most about home? Do you know what? I'm really soppy here, but I miss my mum and dad because my mum and dad are the coolest fucking people in the world, the most supportive people in the world. Um, I would not be where I am without them. So I love my mum and dad to bits. So I miss I love that. Yeah, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. And they didn't kill you when you allowed your 14-year-old friend to tattoo your stomach. So, you know what? Good on them. Fucking shout out to your parents. Last question for you, my friend. Finish this sentence. I'm fascinated by. I'm fascinated by the fact that only 6% of the ocean has been explored. Great answer. Fucking great answer. That's what I dive into. That's why I say fuck the ocean. Like I'm not going yeah. in that thing. All right, dude. That's a great answer, Tyler. Very, very wise answer there. Um, 
what's one last thing you want to say to anybody that's going to be tuning in on May 12th on BKFC app, BKFC 42, when you take on Tony Local Soto? What you got? First of all, I just want to say to Tony, um, because that has annoyed me a little bit, he's saying about this contract. For some reason, he thinks he's some ice-cold killer because he's beat a load of fucking debutantes and people losing records. Just be ready, Tony, my son. Friday, mate, you are in deep, deep waters and the armbands are coming off. So we're going to see what you're really about. Stop talking shit, saying about contracts and everything else. I was the man that called for this fight. You are in deep trouble, my son. So I'll see you next Friday. Come on, don't freeze now. It was good that he said, I'll see you next Friday, and then it stopped. Because at least he got that full sentence out because he just froze again. He Damn just it. froze. All right. Well, hey, Tony. Oh, uh, all right, Tyler. But look, Tony, be ready. Next Thursday, mate, you're going to come face to face with me, and you're going to see that I fucking mean business. Stop talking shit about contracts and everything else. I was the man that called for this fight. So just be ready and bring that energy to the weigh and bring it to the fucking fight. There it is. Everybody, you better not miss this one. That main event has fireworks all over it. I'm telling you, it's going to be a war. Uh, Mike, you got anything else for Tyler before we let him go? Man, I think we said it all. I cannot wait till next Friday when you guys square off in the main event. It's going to be phenomenal. If, if anybody's watching this and you don't have the app, man, you better get that thing because you, you're going to miss out and you don't want to. I'm telling you. You don't want to. Tyler, thank you, as always, for coming on the show. You're always welcome back here, and we'll see you down in, in uh, Greenville next week. Yeah, I'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. appreciate it. Thank you, hey, man. Brother. Take care. See you. We'll see you. There he is, the fucking tornado himself, El this Tornado. <laughs> this is us getting going. Hey, we're going to South Carolina. I cannot wait, man. Anytime we talk to these guys, just get so hyped up. As if All I right. wasn't already talking about the fights every day, every second. I know, I know. I mean, I, I love that fight. The matchmaking, as always, is fantastic there. Tony and him are going to put on an absolute show. Tyler, Tony, thank you both. We have a, we, our first guest is now our second guest, but she yep. is here and she wants to talk because she wants to get back in that squared circle and do some fucking damage. Her name is Ty Emery and she is calling here. She's, she's, uh, she's videoing in from the great country of Thailand. Here we go. Yeah. Ty Emery, what's up? Uh oh. Hello, hello. Oh no, Ty. Oh, do you no. have that? Ty, what do you got? That Tyler Goodjohn in internet. Land uh -oh. of the smiles. <laughs> you are no. su you're super duper choppy. Today, can you hear me? Nah, a little bit in hello? and out. Let it. Yeah, we're trying to let it catch up here. Hopefully, it catches up. I think so. He kept cutting out too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good no. job was cutting out and you're cutting out. Me. Do you think you can find a spot that maybe you get a little bit better signal? We can pull you off for a minute and then oh, get you back good. in. Let me message her. Here's all right. Good. Let's, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'm going to message her. All right. I pull all her right, off. The screen. Hold on. Uh -oh. oh. She's moved. She's moving. Let's She's give her moving. a second. Boys and girls, hang in there. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Ty Emery. She wants to fight, man. She wants to fight. She has a couple people in mind, and uh, we haven't seen her inside the squared circle in I think seven months. It's almost um, 
almost seven months. Let me uh, let me look at when the no December, January, February, March, April, May. Five months. Five months. Good math. That was good math. That's solid math right there. Yeah, I counted with my hands. Yeah, yeah. That was great. I'm telling you. Not a lot of people have the wherewithal to to get that out, that five count. <laughs> Ty, are you in a better spot now? Looks better. Looks better. Looks a little clear. Ah, oh, damn it. You know, in 2023, you'd think that we'd be able to get this through easier than this. This is a big bummer. Oh, oh, there she is. She's oh, there now, we go. Hey, there you are. You're you're there. Oh, we got yes. you. Yes. Yes, wherever you're at, this is a good spot. We're just in 1997. Welcome to 2023. Here we are. <laughs> Off the 56K modem. Now we're back to full Wi-Fi. <laughs> What's going on? How are you? Uh, I'm good. Things have been, yeah, things have been. Uh, I, I was listening in on the last part, and um, it talked about, like, after his loss, how, like, things can just completely change. And that's pretty much exactly what's like happened to me. I feel like after, I feel like I still won my last fight. Uh, even David Feldman called through. So that's the crazy thing for me is David called through and, and said, what the hell, Ty won that fight. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah, our yeah. judges are more on a Muay Thai base um, because she was clinching me for over 15 second increments each time. So to me, I just, that's not really fighting. I feel like she was just trying to save herself. Uh-huh. And she could put, obviously she popped off on a couple on good shots. I'm not going to take that away from anyone, but I think after that I realized I'm like, man, this is fucking fight games, real war. And I know that you boys like understand that more than anything, because um, you know I think that's why you guys adapt in this world so well is because you, you know that's that's the that's the party that you're coming from. Um, and I realized I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> I need some, I need a fucking squad. I'm not going in there again unless I've got cornerman. I'm not going in there again unless I'm protected. I'm not going in there unless I've got my own one set coach. Um, and then also for me, I feel like, yeah, just because it was, I feel like it was ripped away from me. And I think that's a devastating thing when you feel, when you truly know that like you've won, you're just like, dude, I gave that my all. I'm bleeding. I was vomiting and shitting myself before going out there. Like I was in deep waters and I wasn't looked after. And so to know that like mentally I could go through all of that and, and be, I was out there on my own. Um, everyone who was in the corner is like a ring in. And I just, you know, I realized I'm like, holy shit, I need some people that really fucking care about me. So, so Ty, <laughs> did, did you never really have a team before? Have, have, is that how you, like you rolled every time the first two fights? Did you go in there without yeah. a corner both times? Yeah. Damn, I, mean, my, I didn't yeah, know that. My first- no, in my first fight, it was my neighbor. It was my neighbors huh. who, who were just, um, they were sponsored fighters at the gym that I was, um, that Kendra Lust was paying for me to go to and use the facility. And they could see that, like, no coaches were getting on board. And they were like, yo, we see you every day working. What the fuck? I was like, yeah, I need some help. And it was just, like, my neighbors. They were training wow. partners neighbors. And we just went, yeah, let's go. We've got, like, six weeks or five weeks. I was like, thanks, boys, you know, um, and that was pretty much it. But, yeah, this is the level where you, you start to realize you're like, man, I can't be winging this shit. Like, I can't be winging this shit. I, I do believe I'm like, man, I can go to fucking town and this this is my playing field, you know, um, and things had to change. And I think that was like the huge wake up call. 
Um, yeah, I think that's so, fucking so crazy. I, I, before we came on tonight, I was telling Mike that I rewatched your fight with Poe Denman, and I agree with you 100%. I don't understand how you lost that fight. I had I had you winning pretty clearly, honestly, the, the, the second time I watched it. And the last three rounds, I thought, were clearly you. And then the first two were close. First and two I, were close. And by the, by the losses, when I started to figure out, like, how to get the clinch arms in and and kind of like disable yeah. that. So with my so with, yeah, crazy. With, with what you said there, with Feldman reaching out to you, obviously they're gonna want you go to get right back in there. And we had heard that you were gonna fight possibly uh, Jade Mason Wong, yeah, who's now oh, fighting. Who's now fighting Taylor? Can you talk about that? Were you offered that fight and I, were you I supposed to do Taylor. that? I was offered Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, oh. I was off in Taylor, so I think that's kind of good because it means that either way they wanted me on that that card. Um, and then right now I'm with first round management, so right now it's just all all about waiting for the government to commission my visa. Um, but that's that's literally the only reason. Which you know, you I'll be watching that fight because I know that that's like the mix that I'm going to be getting thrown into. You know, I think so, winner of that fight easy. That's that means they're they're setting it up. Is the is the is the visa issues being taken care of? Like, are we this? Are we like cl very close? So, if you wanted to call out the winner of that one, you'll be ready. I don't. I I, look, I want to call all of them out. Uh, I think every girl in my division. If you didn't watch that, watch Christina and Beck on the weekend, like, and didn't get inspired to call every motherfucking bitch out and be like, "That's my motherfucking belt, ladies." If you didn't get like that type of fire, I, I don't know. I think you're in the wrong sport. Um, so for that, of course, I want to call, like I said, I want to call all of them out. I think, um, it's the time is now, um, but I can't be doing nothing until, you know, until they give me that little stamp. Uh, I just have to sit patiently and yeah, why just every day work. Why is it so hard to get the visa squared away? Like the, um, so, uh, Fanny Palumpy was supposed to come fight. Britain, uh, Britain. It, that didn't happen. The other girl was supposed to come fight Christina, uh, Christine Faria. That didn't yes. happen. You saw, uh, yeah. And now, and now, like you're saying the same thing. What? What? Is, why is it so difficult to get? I was going to fight Reggie too. Oh yeah, the yeah. dude, that, the guy that was supposed to fight Reggie. What is the stopping point? Do you know? I only know that it's everything's backed up within the American um, system. That's that's the only thing I've had. Man, we've dropped some money on these lawyers. So, you know, I'm sure they're probably doing their best. First Round Management is literally one of the best agencies, uh, management right. agents in the game. So, you know, if they, they, if they can't get the job done, then I think there's some trouble for a lot of us outside fighters. It's so yeah. weird because it's okay, like, yeah. I, I don't know, are people who don't already have you know, visa, travel visas, stuff like having a hard time getting to America to like work and stuff like that right now. Like, I don't know. I feel like people are traveling in and out of the country. No problem. Now that COVID's <laughs> been COVID's been over, whatever the hell, you know, but COVID. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the hell that whole thing was going on. I don't know. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like things have stopped here. I've come to a halt. I still feel like people coming back and forth. Maybe that's people who already had them. I don't know, but it's such a bummer though. It's such a bummer. I don't know. I paid for I've paid for that fast track and I was it said 15 days fast track and I was like 
click, bitch. <laughs> <It's gone>. Yeah. <laughs> and that was uh, 75 days ago? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. That was like three months ago. Refund. January, Jesus January, Christ. February. No, it, it, it's too bad because like you said, um, that Christine and Beck fight was in, was was like tracking to be a classic, right? Oh, you know, so like good. those first two rounds are so good. And then the unfortunate yeah. stoppage. But to be honest, we need new blood like you in this division over here because after those two, I mean, Christine already already fought Taylor and, and did what she did with Taylor. Christine's already fought back twice. He, she's already fought pretty much every. Like, I don't know who there is to fight. So, you you got to come over. You got to come gotta over. More, you got to get in the mix. We need we need more people over here in the yep. mix. I think it's good just to know that like someone else is coming in to shit stir. I think um, it's interesting. Like you know, seeing one. You know, after the after the weekend. Everyone keeps saying, this is for the dogs. This is for the dogs. And this sport's, you know, not for everyone. And, yeah, this sport isn't for everyone. And this sport is for a different animal. Um, and getting to analyze, like, I've got to be around a lot of the girls. Like, we've had, you know, Taylor's uh, come out and she's talking more about her bipolar and being able to help people and inspire in that way. Christine's gone to jail and has been able to turn her life around and, and help people in that way. Beck's come from an abusive relationship and being able to help people in that way. Like everyone's had this thing that helps them to be crazy and get fucking deep. And I think, you know, that's why I can connect with you guys because you have been in some real shit and, it, and a lot of people aren't real anymore, you know? Um, and I think to have someone like myself, like be able to come in, like for one, I know how I make girls feel. Um, whether that's, hey, that's, a, an, I've got enough emotional intelligence to understand how I can make every girl and even every man feel usually in a room, you know? Um, so sometimes even having to juggle those things, but I think BKFC is the platform where it's going to be like, well, are you ladies going to have a bunch of whinging against me or are you like, what's the intimidation factor? Cause I don't think anyone should be intimidated in this. You should want to be able to challenge yourself against someone. And if anything, you should be wanting to smash this pretty face in. <laughs> Nobody should be turning anybody down. That's for no. sure. No, we talked should. about that last night. We did. We, everybody should be fighting whoever they offer. Just go. Just As do it. Just, it's not just some obscene shit. Yeah. You know, this obviously. is UFC. <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, what what is the buzz like in Thailand right now? Is there any talks about any BKFC events coming up over there? If you can't get over here to fight, is there even – I haven't heard any, yeah, anything. Yeah, I haven't heard anything either. Everything went so silent because they were meant to have uh, the Bullcow Sanchai yeah, card. Yeah, that was the last and one they talked about, and it got that was canceled. The last one, and that got canceled because I threw my name out. Of course, why would you not want to fight on a Bullcow Sanchai card? I know, card? right? Muay Thai classic coming over to Bloodsport. Oh my god! Ah! But um, <laughs> uh, then uh, then it was I got told because I, I talk with Nick, obviously. Um, you know, even from every fight, I've always spoken with Nick just because I like to be like that with people I'm working for. And um, he said it was meant to be moved all to the Philippines and that now there was a lot of blockages happening um, just in what money they were, the governments and stuff were trying to get. Um, and then because of all the rules, like, 
uh, you know, betting, uh, alcohol, you know, just like the usual. They they were starting to want an X amount, I guess, because they probably realized the product that BKFC is um, and that they could get more value, you know? Jesus, what the fuck? I, I, I wish... Uh... I wish we could just bring you guys all over here and throw you in the mix with, with the roster over here because you guys ha- you guys have some some really good fighters over in Thailand that are not being utilized right now. And like yeah. the one yeah, and like the 115 division could really use Fanny Palumpi over yes. here too. It's for like sure. Uh, for sure. Britain will be like that's a good fight for Britain for both like for Brittany or you know whatever and and Fanny like that's a good fight. And that's people deserve to see that and the girls deserve to also be challenged in that way you know live by the sword die by the sword and now we have the uh, the opportunity and the ability to have these wars like the fight gods want this and unfortunately you know not to try to bum you out about this or anything but when we were in virginia at the post-fight press conference i don't know if you saw this but kyle asked feldman about you know, Britain Hart going over to Thailand to fight. And she also said that she wanted to go, or maybe you were talking to Britain when you guys talked about this too, because I think you might ask them both, Kyle. And Britain wants to go there. And Feldman said, no, not happening. She not said gonna- that he, he straight up said that he, he would rather not bring American talent over there. He yep. would rather bring their talent over here. here. And that's well, when that- I asked, I asked about the visa issues. I said, well, doesn't it make more make more sense to go showcase your fighter over there, seeing how you keep running into visa issues, bringing all the fighters from over there to here, and yeah. they don't they don't want to do it. No, I think I think it's for one. Uh, from what I've been told, is the system is we're the feed, we're like the feeder club, you know, to make sure. Like for me, although I had already had my BKFC contract and we've always been waiting on this visa. You know, it just makes sense to to fight on BKFC over here. But outside of that, for other fighters, their only route to get to America is to fight on the Thailand card to prove to David and to Nick and get this tick of approval to then be put into the American system. Um, I, I was told about, like, the, everyone coming over here because even um, Christine was meant to maybe come over and fight uh, Poe or I think the... The girl who, you know, everyone was like, she's a man. Osana Korn, yeah. Do you, do you know that girl? Do you know that girl? Yeah. Can you tell us, is that, a, is that a man or not? I fought on the, it was, she, she fought on the Borkow card, the, my right. debut. So she was on there. And hey, look, everyone, I can't be, like, you can't just are, be off looks anymore. But the rumors through the gym system, because all the ties, you know, they're, if you're fighting a tie, you can find one tie that'll only give X amount of information because the ties are for the ties, which I respect that. Yeah. Um, but they've all said that that fighter was on testosterone from a young, from a really young age. Um, Christine's still at an advantage because she's like she's the lesbian, like, and she's a she is a man. Um, so that actually chemically, she's she has like more out of, of an advantage because in her heart she's like she's the dude. So she even has a hormonal um, advantage over the rest of the like the girly girls, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it's confirmed through the tie system that 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 fighter was on uh, testosterone from a from a really young age. Yeah, yeah, I those, don't those think those are like crazy rumors. I mean, there's crazy articles coming around, you know. 
I don't think, uh, no offense to Sonicorn, but I just didn't see that being too great of a fight, personally. I, I didn't think that they were that they kind of fast track Usanicorn, just like, hey, we don't have a fight for Christine, so we're just going to take this uh, fighter over here to fight Christine. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I like this. I way better like the Beck fight. Like, I'm glad yeah. that that ended up happening in the end. It, it did suck for, for Christine at first because, like, she's so good that it's it's you would think it'd be good for her to be good but it's actually bad for her to be good because you can't find yeah. anyone to fight you know it's insane i got told you that um when that fight went through that poe denman was meant to and i suggest i that's when i finally came out and i said hey i had my bloods done after the fight and i had a lethal level of level of bacteria that was put into my system hence how i know that some shit went down during, you know, during that week. Um, and I said, so if I went the five rounds with her and was literally on death's bed, I said, I don't think that, like. Oh. Christine is way more of an animal than where I'm at. And if I'm killing someone in, in that way, like that's a, she's going to die. Poe would have died against Christine. She, she, well, we got the gist of what you said, but you were very choppy. You were, you were, uh, you started breaking up you, a little bit. You started becoming Max Hedrum, and you probably don't know that what that is, but I'm you know Max Hedrum. So, you know Max Hedrum. <laughs> <laughs> Max Hedrum. But, uh, no, we get what you're saying. Um, hopefully, we want to see you back in the BKFC squared circle, whether it be in Thailand or in the United States. Hopefully you can get that first round can get your visa shit squared away and um, the keep a tight eye on Taylor versus Jade on May nineteenth. Is that is it twenty something May twenty something? Because um, I think you against the winner of that would be fantastic. I think that's like a money fight, you know. Like that's a show, you know. That's like the BKFC show pony, <laughs> the show pony fight. <laughs> you, yeah, you were right by the nineteenth, Kyle. The first. Okay, the nineteenth. You know, trust your gut, man. Trust your gut. <laughs> Listen, I, Mike, we haven't slept in weeks. I'm telling you right now, my brain is fried. Let I don't even know Ty. what day it is, honestly. Ty, this card was we talked about this yesterday and even earlier today i just can't get over how awesome this last card was it was absolutely insane every event that we this was might have been like our 17th event or 18th event we've been to live it wow. was so crazy it was the biggest gate for sure we all know that there was so many people there uh, when they did the do little richmond card there they used like two-thirds of the arena you know so there was a big open in the back there was tons of room to walk around here, it was pushed all the way back. So, like, there was, like, nowhere to walk around. There were so many people. There were so many celebrities. It was it was just incredible. Uh, do you know a lot of people? Were, were there, was there so many people there watching in Thailand? Like, how, like, how big is the sport growing? I think – I feel like this is, like, the sport that we're designed to entertain all the entertainers and every single sporting – like, I've got my NBA friends, NFL friends, like – producers fucking music guys like every single one of these people want to come to our shows like this is their place like like the sporting oscars or whatever for for everyone to come and be entertained you know and i think that's that's a fucking exciting time um this is like the new wwe and i think because it has the sporting event and it has like this old school like like it's a blood sport like we keep like yeah. i always say 
blood sport and now we've got like everybody's attention and it's starting to gain everybody's respect and I think that's where the tables have started to turn um and I think after the weekend how can you not how can you not like fall in love um over here everything has definitely started to change I remember um what even when I was just going into my debut so that's September of last year how much everything's changed it's gone from oh have no idea to oh she's the bare knuckle fighter like people in different languages you can still hear bare knuckle and you're like oh hey my boy. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> they know about it they know about it they know about it you know and and that's a good feeling to represent like a team and a and a, and a company like that yeah. is just getting the recognition and from other sports and especially other martial artists where they're starting to respect like the new game you know, we ha we had this awesome after party at Tom's Watch Bar, and a lot of fighters Beck came, and Chris Camozzi, and a lot of fighters came. I want to show you a video because uh, do you know Elvin Brito? No, or maybe right. by face. He, he right. was the one hundred and sixty five pound champion, and uh, he fought. He's fought um, Palomino, Luis Palomino. Oh wow! Okay, oh, yeah, I've definitely yeah. probably seen. Take, take a look take a look at this uh memorabilia that he got from the i'm not trying to show off for anything but back while inside my titty oh yeah baby That's fucking gold. But did he get a tattooed after? Uh, hey, well, I, I doubt His that. wife may kill him, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. He was so like, funny. he was, he was, he thought that was like, he was it all was proud so of it funny. all night yeah. long. He's like, I don't know how your night's going, but Beck Rollins signed my titty. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, it was fucking. It was kissing yeah. babies, son and titties. No, I'm gonna tell you. So that that after party, it was Beck Rollins and Chris Camozzi, and we were hosting it at this place called Tom's Watch Bar, which they have like eight different restaurants in seven different states here in the United States, right? And uh, not just like Elvin Brito and Lorenzo Hunt were there and like Cyrus Fees, Chris Lytle, like all these people. But it was more like we see those people after all the fights going out and we're always at the same places. It was the crowd that you can see in the background. All the people. When we walked in there, there was people hanging over the edge. Ah, oh, bare knuckle. And when oh I God. did not expect that when I walked in. I was like, you know, it might be semi-full in here. A lot of people we might know. There were so many people there that we never even met in our life. And they knew us. And they knew the fighters. And they knew the they knew bare knuckle. And it was so surprising how many people just were there for guys, you need to, you need to like best. stop and like you guys need to like really realize that you guys are like the voices of this sport you know like use a, a, a huge part of why it's like uh, able to connect with people just the way that like your mental is the way that you guys can speak and bring it across like you guys are fucking sick come on you are like the spokespeople <sighs> for all of us like you genuinely love each one of our fucking crazies you know I, um, yeah. and you yeah, you can handle our crazies, and that's fucking 
there's not many people who can actually just speak to each one of us because sometimes you're in a room and, and people don't know how to approach you or don't know how to speak or have a conversation. Like sometimes I, I don't get to actually speak, speak to people until like, you know, coming on here, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll be on the show. Finally, some motherfuckers who aren't scared and yeah. can either put me in my place, say their opinion and, and not be scared for that shit. So I think that's fucking awesome. Of course, you guys are you guys are helping and going to grow and grow and grow. Like uh, matter of fact, tight. Which which super cool <laughs> is the 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 location that we we did the party at. The owner, <laughs> we met the owner. He's like super cool with us and everything. We talked to them. There's a they have one of their bars in uh, in our in my state, yep. twenty minutes from my house at the Mohegan Sun Casino, and oh, nice. we're we're gonna host watch parties for the BKFC at that location on events that we can't make it to live. Yeah. And, and I was talking and I was talking to some people from the casino today, actually. And I didn't even tell Mike this. <laughs> we, their, their capacity at that bar is 260 and me and him were talking and he has no doubt that there will be 260 in the bar and a line down the fucking hall waiting to get in the bar. We'll we'll just blow 100%. the roof off that place every time. So I yep. can't wait for that shit. And they the want to show group. them at all their at all their restaurants in every one of these states. So people want to show bare knuckle, and I'm here for it. This is the best time ever to be a bare knuckle fan. People better yeah. start jumping on this friggin' bandwagon because it's taking off. I think that they're slowly jumping. I think all of a sudden, like, have a look after the weekend. How many, like, even Chris Cyborg's put her name up. Conor McGregor's even, even the fact if he's just dangling, like, him with a post saying fucking bare knuckle. Like, these, everybody's interested, you know? Like, it, before it was like, oh, that's the sport where people go to die. No, it isn't, brother. This is where people go to fucking feel what they've been missing yeah. in your fucking promotion. Go to live. Although, it's yeah, funny you say live. that. It, it's funny you say that because I want to say that if you guys didn't catch my interview with Lorenzo Hunt from the weigh-ins, this fucking dude goes, I, I said, hey, Lorenzo, what do you think about the fact that Luke Rockhold said he didn't know who you are and he don't give a fuck about you? Or the opposite end of the spectrum, Chris Camozzi showed all the respect in the world and said he you're the best in the world and he would love to fight you. These UFC guys are mentioning you. What do you think? He goes, all these UFC guys need to know. That I am, I'm, I'm the end game here, and they need to realize that this is not. Oh man, I don't want to. He said this is not a retirement home. Sorry, you're you're breaking up a little bit. I'll wait for you to catch up. Me? No, she is. She is. Yeah. He said. All right, you're right. back. Yeah. Lorenzo said, all you UFC fighters need to realize that this is not a retirement home for UFC fighters. This is a graveyard. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, Lorenzo. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good yeah. line. I was like, that's a good line right there. He said, you all got to see me. And that's where it ends. I'm like, that fucking dude knows how to sell a fight, man. He knows how to do it on the mic for sure. I was, I was speaking with my nutritionist about this. No, he was back in, he said he's a Galupi nutrition. He's a Brazilian guy. Um, he said, that, you know, he was doing the sport MMA, like when they just go from uh, like gym to gym, close the doors, no weigh-ins, just like you fight, you fight, and you'd fight, you know, fight to the death. Um, and he, we talked about like 
you know, obviously my advantages for this sport is because I'm, I lacked technique or years in martial arts, but where this is like my field is because of, I've got an old school mentality. I've got that blood sport mentality and a big heart and, and I've got the balls to fucking go in there and do it. And, um, you know, he, he said a lot of these other fighters are, aren't built for like an old school sort of way. So I think there's a difference between, you know, there's a diff huge difference in between this fighter to that fighter. And for BKFC, it's not, yeah, it is It is a graveyard for people who are going to realise like this is more than just a fight. Um, this is, yeah, this is for a lot of people, you know, allowing them to to, <laughs> to really showcase like what it's all about. There's guys that come in here and, and think they're going to do well. And maybe and like maybe Luke Rockhold would do well if he came back and tried again. But he got hit with a really hard shot by Mike Perry, hit him dead in his mouth, and it did what it did to his teeth and whatever. But there's been world-class fighters that have come in here and been one and done in the past. Pauli Malignaggi, former, you know, gloved boxing champion, thought that this was a joke sport said I'll, you know he talked about it being a, like this is a this is a fucking clown show I'll you guys don't know how to fight I'll go in there and he got his ass whooped by um Artem Lobov and then he was asked afterwards and he was like no nah, I'm never doing that again and fucking one is enough I'm good it's not for me so it isn't for everybody and and some people thrive and some people don't and you know, it really we it, it really weeds out the fucking killers and the dogs for sure. Um, yeah. Ty, I hope you get your your uh, visa squared away. I hope you fight the winner of this Taylor Jade fight coming up. We don't want to take too much more of your time. We're gonna ask you a couple off the wall questions, and then we'll let you get on your way. Okay. Cheers, mate. Yeah, I've got I got boxing at ten. <laughs> there you go. All right. My, so hey, my coach is Dagestanian now, so I've got huge. Oh yeah. I found like this. Oh, I'm a god. Yeah, I found like this random killer who's okay. Have you heard of Shara Bullet and the, the hardcore boxing guys? The um, hardcore, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know the first person you're, you're just well, you need to look that guy up because he's about to enter into the UFC. Like, just these, you know, just like secret Dagestanian guys who come out of nowhere and we know they got like a million followers and we don't fucking know how, but they end up getting put into yeah. these promotions and just cleaning up. So this guy's been like all like in history has trained every single Zabit Nagamedov like known to man. I end up rocking down to this beach session, um, not realizing everyone's Muslim, ripping my shirt off and just being like, rah, rah. Obviously, you, you realize like Muslims <laughs> do not really allow that sort of thing. But for some reason, this coach has just gone, yo, this girl's crazy and just every day been rocking up. Um, so yeah, I'm like, I'm out here. I moved, like, I moved towns. I found like proper people where I'm like, these people aren't just like fighters. Like these people are proper killers. Um, so I think, yeah, I think this, the, look, I want Taylor, but I also want Jade. I think Jade's got that similar body type and I think Taylor's got, she's just so sweet and got that crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think for one, like a lot of people are like, no, I wouldn't fight my friend. I wouldn't fight someone I get along with. Yeah, but these girls are the same. Like Taylor and I literally talked about because I was like, hey, you know what? I'm, I might fight you. <laughs> you know, she's like, ah, and I'm like, ah. And then, um, you know, I think that's the biggest respect is when someone and when you're like, yo, I'm going to stand across from my friend and 
we're both going to put it all out of the line because that's what real respect is. I'm not going out there to like, oh, that's, she's my friend. I talk like this. Like that's that's why I'd honestly love to fight Taylor just because I know that it would just be a whirlwind of like pure emotion out there. And I think that's like the biggest showcase for females in this sport. Um, I think that would show, you know, what like the fems can do. Um, but yeah. Honestly, I would like both of them. Two versus one. Who cares? <laughs> I'm here for it. Let's see it. Bring it on. Okay, yeah. bring me questions. We're sorry. Two, two versus one. Me. No, Maybe. we're li- we're listening. I don't I was care. Make a comment. I'm gonna make, I was making. I was gonna make a comment. I was gonna say <laughs> she just brought up a three way. Let's move on from that. <laughs> All right, and uh, hey, everybody's got that one movie that they've watched a million times in their lifetime. What's the movie that you watch the most time in your, most times in your life? Um, I think it was like Super Troopers or Tremors. Su- Tremors, wow, dude. Good oh answers. my god. Fucking wow. Tremors. Wow. Tremors, the best. How about when the tremor comes through the wall and it's oh. in like that area where the dude has like the uh like the the room under well, the ground and he's got all, all the, the guns. guns, they got all the guns on the wall, and they just take keep yeah. taking the guns off, you know what tripped me out, dude. You know what tripped me about out about that movie when the first time I saw that movie, the the <laughs> like the hardcore gun dude is the dad from Family Ties. Do you guys remember Family Ties? <laughs> yeah, with Michael J. Fox and the 80. Yeah. I don't, maybe you guys don't remember that. I do remember it. You do remember it. It was like the clean cut dad from Family Ties is the dude slinging all the fucking guns in that movie. That movie's classic for sure. And there's like 18 more Tremors after that. And I can honestly tell you, I've never seen any of them. I saw one or two. Yeah, I got lost about at the third. But that dad is the one who they kind of carry through. He like keeps keeps the legacy alive. Oh, man, maybe uh, maybe one day I'll fucking dive back into those. <laughs> they need to make an updated version. All right, here we go. Number two. What's the craziest story that you have from your time in the LFL? The craziest story? And in Honestly, case people don't know, it's the Laundry Football League. So, <laughs> or, or la- it, it turned into the Ladies Football League, right? Ladies? That no. I think. I think, it was a, I think it was the Laundry Football League, and then it turned into like the Ladies Football League. Ladies. Yeah, it went like lingerie, then it went legends. Now I think it's like X League. Um, oh, is it? Those guys blocked me on Instagram. I don't know what I did to you guys, but what? I, I gave my life to that sport. Ew. Um, so strange. Fuck They'll man. be back. They always come back, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's probably the craziest story. Um, no, I think for, for a lot of us, I think one of the sessions they randomly did it at Jamie Foxx's. Um, I remember a heap of girls always partying with like Justin Bieber. Um, I think for me, it was going to Guatemala. Okay. Um, and we did the all-star game and they've chucked us in a bulletproof like car. Right. And I remember it, uh, one of the girls realized, she goes, why is it bulletproof? And they're like, well, because, um, people go missing here. And it was, we're doing this whole media day and she instantly just grips into my legs and she's like, can I? And I'm like, we're going to be fine. You know, people like banging on the windows, banging on the doors. Like, oh, girls, like, they're crazy. Wow. So Guatemala. I think, like, be, yeah, being in Guatemala and having people try and, like, kidnap us through a bulletproof car was – I thought it was sick. I, I was made for it. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, this is a good day. Um, <laughs> on the bad side of that, I remember just, yeah, seeing, like, a lot of people's – a lot of people's like true personalities 
um, when we were there and them having like M&Ms and getting like the green colors pulled out and, and people would do that for us. Like that was, that to me is, that's crazy. That's fucking stupid. That is, that's weird that people do that shit. They, uh, newsflash everyone, all the M&Ms taste the same. They're just different colors, you fucking idiots. <laughs> we just played football. We're not saving lives. We're just inspiring them, you know? Yeah. Inspiring lives. That's it. Jesus Christ. I love that. All right. Well, and last question for you. Let's do a, a thing. Finish this sentence. The world would be a better place if everyone just drink some water and ha- get eight hours sleep. <laughs> <laughs> drink water and get eight hours of sleep. That is solid, right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be extremely just happy a, and healthy. Yeah, just a base like level of like internal happiness. I'm sure that would just have the biggest ripple effect for everyone to just stop being such a cunt. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that's so funny because you know what? A large portion of this population is dehydrated and overworked. Oh, yeah. It's just coffee and no sleep all the time. Yeah. Coffee, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. coffee. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. That I'm from was the fun. land of the assholes. I'm up here in New England. <laughs> You know, that's where we live. There's just yeah. nothing but assholes around here. Mike's <laughs> drinking coffee right now with, uh, I am actually with cold brew whiskey <laughs> in it. Yeah, it's got Jameson cold brew in it. Oh. You ever see that? No. So that means yeah. it's like what the Irish, the Irish. What is it? What it's, is it's, it? When it's uh, it's just brewed. It's brewed with cold brew coffee uh, beans. The, the oh. whiskey is. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you add that's it to your coffee, fancy. and it's like perfection. And you can add it to your coffee, and it still smells like coffee. So Mike does it every day before he goes to work. That's right. Just, <laughs> just kidding. Just <laughs> get it Mike, how you Mike, live, boy. <laughs> Mike gets fired tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gonna walk in, and the the <laughs> commander is gonna come up to me. Friggin' colonel is gonna walk up and rip this off. Up, oh, I went all over my keyboard. He's gonna be like, "Huddle to my office." <laughs> <laughs> where, you, where you get that coffee from? <laughs> you didn't get that coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, did you? Yeah, you, fucking, you fucking cocksucker. You. Jesus Christ. I love it, man. Well, Ty, we got to get you back in there. Call your first round management people. Tell them to get that shit done so you can get over here and fight fight the winner of this fight. And we can get you back in there and you can yeah, give us bullshit. another viral knockout or a viral whatever moment. you want to be viral about you're not allowed to be titty flashing no more i think that, <laughs> maybe that's probably the reason they put me in the timeout. oh no <laughs> no way no you should be 2-0 and oh. you should be two. anything else for everybody that's gonna be watching or is watching right now ty who should be 2-0 and oh, what do you got for us uh honestly like uh, i'm just excited for right now like i said i think coming off like uh, what I feel was a win, but is a loss. I found like my place, you know, and like even going into that, like I'm still crazy and maybe I was still like emotional, but like I think when you reach like these newer levels of your own self and newer levels of your own mind, I think you become so much more dangerous, you know, Um, and that's been my focus. I'm glad that everybody like just completely fucked me over um, because you just taught me that, hey, I never needed you motherfuckers before and I never needed you fucking now. Um, but to go far, you need a team. And, you know, I think that's where I've had to bite the bullet and uh, realize like, yeah, it's time to find find the squad. And, and, and that's what I've done. So I'm excited 
Like people have no idea I've done all of this alone and now I have a coach who rocks up every day and is like literally bashing me over the head and people are like, well, that's intense. And I'm like, no, I need it. Trust me. <laughs> like <laughs> I need that. <laughs> but um, like, yeah, that's, it's a dangerous time now. And I'm going to make sure like, yeah, this is, this is going to be my sport. I think even getting to speak with Christine, she's even said that she's like, your time's coming, like, just keep working. Um, and Christine was the p first person I ever even sparred. Um, so for me to watch wow. like how people treated us in our early years in the gyms, just because we were always like ourselves, you know? So for me, like, it was just so inspiring to see her. Obviously I know Beck, um, but just, I've got a soft spot for Christine just because we had everybody just fucking pick on us for no reason, you know? So to watch both of us, like be able to live out our dreams when people said that we were never going to be nothing, like it's just the best feeling, you know? Um, and to have her even be like, yo, you're going to do good in this sport. You're, you know, I think, um, that's what the difference is, is all these BKFC girls, everyone's like supportive. <laughs> Every yeah. other promotion I've ever been around, I've just met a bunch of enabled little entitled whinges. Um, so I'm proud to be, you know, standing amongst like all my fellow BKFC girls and knowing that like at the end of the day, like I feel like we're the best. I feel like we're the best in the world. I think we've got great personalities, maybe like a little bit different, but I don't know. This is the army that I want to stand with and take over the world with. Hell yeah. Well said. Well, we can't wait to see you back in there. Very well said. Awesome. Good to talk to you tonight. <laughs> and hopefully we get some fucking news on you soon. Uh, Give Mike, me some action. Yeah, yeah. We need some action out of Ty Emery. God damn it. Mike, you got <laughs> anything else for her? We got to let her get off to uh, her boxing. Yeah. Uh, her boxing yeah. Match. I mean, her well, boxing coach i was very sad i thought you weren't going to come on i thought we missed you and then boom you popped up and the night is all better so we can all move on now <laughs> you know and it was fantastic it was great talking to you go uh, put in a killer session and hopefully you can get to the u.s very soon very soon i'll let you know guys when i know i'll let you know awesome all right sounds good ty thanks for coming on and we'll talk to you soon cheers guys see all you later. later bye there she is ty emery She's two and zero in my eyes, my friend. I I don't. I maybe I'll watch that fight again. I just don't even understand how she so lost you, it. Well, I mean, the first time we watched it, I don't think there was a. I don't think there was that we thought that she lost. I thought that we, if I remember correctly, we thought. And she then she won, said so. that, and then she can like she said David Feldman called her himself and was like, "You yeah. won that fucking fight. I don't know what they're I doing." Think a lot there. of people thought that, and then then that happens all the time. It happens yeah, all the time. It's an unfortunate part of the sport. That's like one yeah. part of the sport that. It just seems to never change. That's the one They're, thing you never want to leave it to the judges. I yep. mean, somebody coined that phrase it's, way long ago. Maybe it was Dana White that might have said, yeah. you never let it go to the judges or whatever. Whoever say, said that, it's truer words were never spoken in the fucking world of combat it's, sports. It's Don't let it go to the judges. It's very true, but it's unacceptable. You know, like it's one of the it's so it's a phrase that goes hand in hand in my mind with another phrase that we use in the military a lot that I hate so much. I hate it so much because I feel like it's a built-in excuse, right? It's that's the army. I hate when people tell me that's the army. Now, I get it when they're making fun of like, oh, hey, we made a dumb decision. It is what it, that's the, the it, army. The, it is. What it is. Right. Like, it's no, like, oh, so it's like, okay, um, you know, we could have done this and it would have been more efficient. <laughs> we would have gotten more done and it would have been cheaper or whatever, right? And then someone goes, well, that's the army. So, okay. 
that's like the built-in excuse to not make it better, to not change something, to just keep moving along, to keep wasting and being dumb. I don't like that. And I feel like that this, you know, everyone, because it is a thing. We can't let it, the fighters can't let it go to the judges. Like, I don't think they're trying to go to the judges, but the judges are there to do the right thing. And they just keep, can't seem to fucking get it right. And uh, what are they going to do? Take classes. They need to take classes. They need to be held responsible. You know I what? hate the built-in excuse because then they're like, well, they shouldn't let it. You know, imagine if a judge sat there and was like, shouldn't have let it get to me. You know, like what? You know you how you do, dude, you know correctly? how you do. Well, yeah, I, I hate I, it. I get it. They straight up blew that decision. Um, the the thing that I've been saying all along about um, changes that they can make, you can't change the judges, but at yep. least like in a, in a case where like Courtney versus Gabrielle last week, like a, a, quite a few people thought Courtney won yep. and it went to a draw. If they would just implement the fact that we don't have fucking draws in this sport yes we would, we, yes we yes. we would have we would have got ourselves a winner in that fight because i think in the five-year mark they should really consider tweaking some of their own bkfc rules and make bkfc the place where you will never see a draw make that fucking sudden death round a thing doesn't just have to be title fights just that's our thing nobody yep. will ever go to a draw here Yep. Six round, do it. Absolutely. Six round, do it. Title fights, seven. Let's go. Yeah. It doesn't happen often enough where it would just affect so many cards. Like, oh, we had three draws and we had to go and all this extra time got added on. It's like, nah, it's usually a pretty fast anyways. Most of the fights are over in the first or second round. It wouldn't affect you'd have one or one fight every couple, two, three cards. Yeah, that up, it wouldn't happen up, that it's often. going to a sixth round. And then that's like, yes, because then you know you're going to the sixth round. This is do or die. Whoever does better, they win. Yeah. That's it. It's Dude, over after this. You know, Feldman himself or someone could come. Cyrus Fees could come on and say new rules being imp implemented, this, this, and this, and just a few, a few tweaks here and here. Title fights, now seven rounds. All fights never go to a draw. There will never be a draw in this sport, in our company ever again. Um, for the most part, though, I love, I love their rule set. Like, yeah. The, the dirty, the dirty fight, uh, the dirty boxing in the clinch, the, uh, the, the, they break them up. As soon as the action stops, they break them up. Uh, there's like, you can overhook, you can underhook, you can, you can fucking throw a wizard on somebody and, and continue punching. It's like, I love all that shit. I don't think they should like add like spinning back fists or super, you know, anything like that. But the, the draw there's, there's ways to fucking, there's ways to tweak this shit, man. Now, yeah. the, now the the now the straight up egregious decisions like the one with Poe Denman and and Ty, that that one you really really no fucking way to get around that one. You just got to fucking end her, I guess. No three three knockdown rule. There is no. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. That's what he's saying. That's a good part about it. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that yeah. rule. That's great. You can knock a guy down six. Times I don't know if Ben if... is. I'm not sure if, if Ben understood what we said here. Well, just so you know, we got six round cards now. What does that mean? So, oh, I see what he's saying. Like he means to hold up like cards, like six round. Oh, there's a there's a card with a six on it. Yeah, I guess. Shouldn't is that what you mean, all... Ben? Is that is what that you're what... saying? Like six round cards, sixth round cards. Is that what he's talking about? I think that that's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't always have. Yes, the sir. He said, card? "Yes, sir." 
yeah, maybe they just never thought about it. It's like an oversight. Like, yeah, we only have five rounds. And then all of a sudden they're like, we never go to a sixth round. And now they have a few times. So it's like, well, we better get that sixth round card because what's the ring girl do at that point? Do they put five and one? They just walk around. Yeah. Five and the one added up. Uh, so what's up? What's going on with Ben? Have you spoken with him? Yeah, he- I think we're rescheduling because um, I don't know, man. He was uh, he's been a, a pretty great at communicating. Yeah, he always is. And um, for whatever for whatever reason, maybe he's busy, maybe he's sleeping, but um, I'm getting no answer for him. So I just shot him a message. I said, "Let's reschedule. No worries, and we'll do it a different day." Because it's getting oh, son of a bitch. Here. It's getting pretty late here, and yeah, I don't. He's a, it's not late where he is, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry to everybody that tuned in to see Big Ben. Yeah, at least you got to read the other Big Ben's comments the entire show. Right. Right. Let me tell you something, dude. Um, Ty Emery and and Tyler Goodjohn, two great guests tonight, right? Yeah. Tyler Goodjohn and Tony Soto have come on our show this week and really hyped me up for this fight. Oh, yeah. They both had things to say. They both seem like they're out to get each other now. And and I think the animosity feels pretty real between the two of them. I don't know if there was real animosity before, but when they started going at each other online, I think it drummed up some real fucking anger between the two of them. And uh, they're both saying different things. You know what I'm right. saying? This like contract thing's got me like, yeah, I, you know, like bo- I want to know all about it. I want to know exactly where both of them are like he's saying of course i signed this is crazy but we know tony tony's saying it's not signed so i I wonder like where this whole thing and i saw scott in there saying something like oh he hasn't signed that what the hell's going on here what is going on you know Uh, yeah i don't know wild to me i guess we'll find out next week i mean he said it signed sealed delivered everything's booked ready to go so uh the fight's on hey did we didn't show this photo last night we talked to dylan weinmiller last night Oh yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. we forgot to bring this photo. I'm going to bring it up right now. This is a cool ass photo of me, Mike, and Dylan Weinmiller after his seven second knockout. Yeah, yeah, right there. I was throwing the seven up. Uh, he was super happy. Seven. That's about the most personality you're going to see out of the guy right there. We, <laughs> oh, we he was very happy. Yeah, man, he's a very docile dude, but he's also a fucking knockout artist. And yep. uh, look out for was, those guys. That was cool, man. He wanted to get a picture, and we threw up the seven. That was fucking cool. You know what I think for the remaining people here, if you weren't here at the beginning of the show, I think there's one video that we need to replay before we get the hell out of here because it's, it makes me laugh every time. And it's an ode to our friends here that we never got any pitch. We have, I do have a picture from the night, but we all went out to Just breakfast. one, right? Us two with Big Ben, Big Ben 316, yep. and also uh, absent-minded and Falcon We all went in the morning right oh we have the tickets to give away too we're so stupid we're so stupid yeah we should you know why we should here's the problem right what's up here's the issue with this we get we we did do this yesterday and it was ruined by people who do not listen to what we say when we say if you want to win the tick if you can't make it don't try to fucking win the tickets what is this is this fucking geometry? Is this trigonometry <laughs> here? Am I speaking fucking English when I say don't answer the damn question if you cannot go or if you already have tickets? Like, what is? Ah! Why don't we? Uh, why don't Who's we? Get, why don't we bring Anybody the ticket? Hey, why don't we bring the tickets with us? Um, 
And I mean, we would have to get him from. Well, Russ is going to be there. Russ right? is going to be there, dude. Why don't Why don't we hook up with Russ in Big Country, down in we'll, South Carolina? We'll go to some bar somewhere, and we'll do fucking do some trivia or something. We'll find. You want to do that, Russ? Give me the thumbs up if you want to do that. Mike and Mish, Russ and Country. Live. We'll do something live. We get there for the weigh-ins on Thursday. After the weigh-ins are over, we'll find an awesome fucking sports bar down in Greenville, South Carolina, and we'll award somebody those tickets and bring their asses to the show. Yeah. And ha- we'll show get their instant response with our yeah. brand new fantastic camera that we bought on this trip. We spent we spent a pretty penny on the way to this trip. I'll tell you, they they the BKFC upgraded, so Mike and Mish upgraded too, and we bought some new equipment, and it is fantastic, and it was. Yeah. A decent amount of money too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was a, it was a, it was well worth it for for the growth of this. Oh show yeah, we had to do it. Um, well, without further ado, let's just roll this nice quick clip. Roll that level. beautiful bean footage. Second. Hey, what'd you think about the fight tonight? Oh Get my god! Up. Second level. I'll hey. let you know. If you're hey, wait, let's. What the fuck was that shit? Denver was fucking lit, boy. Our oh county God. boys came up to BKFC show up to Denver. Every what day, the fuck? all day, every day. Oh! Hey, Cali. The Cali boys Yo. are in town. Hey. Let's go. Hey, shout out. Shout out to BKFC. Shout out to Mike and Mish. Shout out to Tom's. Let's shout go. out. Let's go, boy. Every day. Yes, dude. Shout wow. out, let's go, boy. Should be on yeah. a fucking t-shirt, dude. Shout out, let's go, boy. I love yeah. that so much, yes. man. That's like my new favorite thing. Oh, I'm my telling God. you, you Cali so boys good. are something else, man. Yep. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Absent minded and Falcon 09. You two are fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I can look forward to the next time we uh we hook up on a on a trip and have a good time we'll again. See you again. We'll see uh, you again soon. Yeah, and so here's the deal. We're going on another trip next week. That's Mike, correct. Mike and I are going on another trip. We're going to be down in South Carolina. We're we're flying at the ass crack of dawn Thursday. So once oh, yeah. again, we're we're not doing a show next week. We're going to put something. We're going to put something. Out. Yeah, but we're we're going to put some stuff together that will be playing around at this time next week so there's something for you guys to watch we might even um, give away those tickets we might yeah but we might even um maybe we'll record something with somebody over the weekend that we can put out so anyways man it's been a fucking good time mike i'm tired we have to work tomorrow i have drill this weekend it just fucking fun never ends to tomorrow i'm a special guest at a breakfast tomorrow hey my friend yes i am i'm a very uh exquisite man uh, you know what I get to do? I, I get invited to a Chamber of Commerce breakfast. So you're a fucking tool. Pinky's up. <laughs> I got a free breakfast tomorrow. No, I man. I've it. been to those before. That's cool. It's a good breakfast, too. Yeah. They're going to make Is me sing at the, the Marriott? Probably. Is that the, the only army there, army guy singing. Uh, and I forgot the words. Is that the, is that the Marriott? It's somewhere. Um. Well, I, you know what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm going to work. I'm getting out of work. Coaching a little league game. Go in the bed, waking up, going the drill, firing some guns, leaving there, coaching another little league game, going to sleep, and then going back to drill again. That's my weekend. Yes. Jesus Christ. Anyways, man, it's been fun, Mike. You got anything else for these peeps? Mm-mm, I'm so tired. All right. Peace.